Welcome to The Church Door, a place where I can post my Bible studies and sermons for your listening pleasure. I'm the Reverend Matthew Fenn, pastor of St. Peter's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Stratford, Ontario. Thanks for tuning us in. Good morning, everybody. All right. So before we begin, next week, there is no Bible class. The reason being, Lauren's not here, and I have the kids. So it'll be all I can do to get them here for church. Um, and then once they're here, they're distributed evenly amongst the congregation. <laughs> so this week, we're going to talk about prayer. In general, kind of look at um, some of what Scripture says about prayer in general. Next week, we won't have Bible class because I'll have the kids um, and Lauren won't be here. The week after, we'll continue part two of, the, of prayer and we'll look at some practical the more practical things, so uh, tips, tricks, this kind of thing, um, different types of prayer, daily prayer, um, uh, all the all the different types of prayer. But today we're going to look at it in general. And I was thinking, should I do something? Do you guys want me to do something Reformation-y for Reformation Sunday for a study for a, a break? I could do a forty-minute. Reformation, why are we Lutheran kind of thing, if we want to do that um, for Reformation Day, and then get back to this after, because that's a good natural pause. We're not, we're not in, into anything. So if you have any thoughts or feelings about that, let me know after, and, and I'll, I'll think about that. But for now, we're going to look at prayer. Let's pray. Oh God, you have caused all your holy scriptures to be written for our learning. May we so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by the patience and comfort offered by your holy word, we can embrace and ever hold fast to the blessed hope of eternal life, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. So, let's have a moment of brutal honesty. Raise your hands if you pray. Just pray in general. Okay. Raise your hands if you try to pray every day. Raise your hands if you pray every day outside of meals. <laughs> All right. Raise your hand if you try to pray multiple times a day outside of meals. The hands start to come down. I know it's hard. Um, Prayer's hard, isn't it? It's hard to find time. It, it, it should be something that should come natural to us. And yet, it's hard to find the time to pray. So we're going to look at prayer in general. Um, I want to start our discussion of prayer by looking at John 15. Hmm. 
We're at John 15. If you don't have a Bible, there's one in the pew. Um, John 15. And we're going to look at verses 14, 15, and 16. I would invite you to read, but then it's, it's not really on the recording and the people out in internet land like Mark Refridge, who's listening, um, can't, um, can't hear you. So John 15, 14 through 16. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. What strikes you about that text and how it relates to prayer? Is there something that, stri- that strikes you? Why would I pick this, pra- this passage to start a discussion about prayer? Well, think, let's think for a second. We call Jesus the Christ. What is, what is the Christ, the Messiah? What does that mean he is? The Messiah is the promised king. And, and so Jesus is our king. We call him Lord, right? What's a Lord? A Lord is the person who has authority over you, right? So Jesus is our king. And yet, how does he treat us? Does he treat us like servants? Right, but, but look at, look at the, the verses I, I, I quoted. Right, so think about who Jesus is. Jesus is the king, king of kings, lord of lords. And how does he start? What, what does he say in our texts? You are my friends. Friends. Friends of the king. What is the difference between a king's servants and a king's friends? Yes, there is a condition for friendship. Absolutely. Absolutely. There is a condition. Pay, pay attention to my sermon if you want to hear more of those conditions. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, if you, um, let's say good old Charlie becomes king and we don't revolt and throw off the monarchy altogether when Charlie becomes king. Let's say Charlie becomes king and, and you happen if you are Char- the, the, the servant of Charles, it means you are his servant. But if you, you're, he's your friend, what does that mean you can do? It means you, can, you have access to him on a level that a servant doesn't, right? Um, right? A servants of the king, they go in, they do what they're told, and they leave, right? They, they come when they're called, they leave when a friend 
gets to hang out for lack of a better term, right? You get access. You can, a friend could put your arm around him and say, Hey, Charlie, I was thinking, you know, that's, that's a friend, <laughs> right? In the ancient world, if you were a friend of the king, like a friend of Caesar, this kind of thing, you were a confidant, confidant, I should say, an advisor. Um, James 2, verse 23 Uh, I think it's James. It says what I want it to say. Um, James says, "Yep, yep." James here, yep. James chapter James is after Hebrews. Um, James two, verse twenty three, and the scripture was fulfilled, which says Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. So Abraham was the friend of God. So even sinners like us can be called the friends of God. Now, we also see that Jesus, um, we're going to see, and we'll see verses of this in a bit, that that Jesus is um, the son of the father. Right, he was sent by the Father. Um, he's the loyal deputy of the Father. Jesus says in John twenty, "As the Father sent." No, I think it's John twenty. One of the ends of the Gospels. Um, As the Father sent me, so I sent you. Right? Uh, he he does what the Father says to do on earth. And so Jesus, with all of that divine power and authority and all that stuff, he says to his disciples that they're his friends. Uh, And that means that, that they know because Jesus has told them what God has said, God the Father has said, they know what the Father has said and he's doing. They can ask the Father. No, did you note that in the John passage? Because you're my friends, Jesus says, ask anything of the Father in my name. And that also means that um, as his disciple, as Jesus' disciples go out into the world, we're doing the same work that the Father wants, sent Jesus for. We're continuing the work, that work. Um, here's a does does the New Testament here's a bit of a trick question now does the New Testament church have priests (laughs) yes we have a uh, explain what you mean. Priesthood of all believers. Right. Um, let's go to to First Peter. Just next book over from James. First Peter, chapter two. 
4 to 6, 9 and 10. Yep. So 4 to 6, come to him, that, to that living stone rejected by men, but in God's sight chosen and precious. Okay. Um, and like living stones, be yourselves built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Christ Jesus. For it stands in Scripture, behold, I am laying in Zion a, a, a stone, a corner a stone chosen and precious, and he who believes in him will not be put to shame. Verse 9, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, that you may declare the wonderful deeds of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous, his marvelous light. Once you were no people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So, on top of this, this idea that we are friends, we've been commissioned by the king, given permission to ask him and of anything we want and to work with him. We also have this priesthood of all believers. We're all priests. That means, um, among other things, what do priests do? They offer up sacrifices. And what, do, what kind of sacrifices do Christian priests, the priesthood of all believers, what kind of sacrifices do we offer? Sacrifice of praise, and thanksgiving, right? Um, so we get to respond to, with prayer and praise. And there's also, look, prayer is, is priestly, right? In the sense that when you pray from somebody, what are you doing? You're doing the work of a priest. You're coming in between yourself or them and God by praying to God for them. And we'll, we'll see some of that. Okay. Did Jesus pray? <laughs> yes. Look, let's, let's look up some of those uh, just, just to see it with our own eyes. Uh, we're going to go to Luke chapter 5 and we'll go 6 after that. Luke chapter 5, chapter 6. We'll see just one example. There's, there's many. But we want to see, I want, I want to show you something specific about how Jesus, his work in prayer. Uh, so this is Luke 5. We'll look, look at verses 15 and 16 here. But so much the more the report went abroad concerning him, that is, concerning Jesus, and great multitudes gathered to hear and to be healed of their infirmities. But he withdrew to the wilderness and prayed. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you see that? Uh, Jesus is doing all this work, and what does he feel the need to do when it's over? To get away to a lonely spot and to pray. Uh, Next chapter, sixteen, or chapter 6, verses 12 to 19. In these days he went out to the mountains to pray, and all night he continued in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called his disciples and chose from them twelve whom he named apostles. And there's the list of the twelve apostles. And he came down from them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem, the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, who came to hear him to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured, and all the, and the, and all the crowd sought to touch him, for power came forth from him, and he healed them all. 
So Jesus is on the cusp of a big day. Um, he's, he's a big sermon the next day to a huge crowd. And he has a big decision to make. And what does he do the night before? He prays all night in prayer. He doesn't make a decision without first praying. So hidden throughout all of Jesus' ministry is the fact that Jesus was always in prayer. Everything he does, he does it, he's done it with prayer, through prayer, in prayer. Um, through prayer, he receives guidance from God, the Father, as well as power, motivation to do his work. Now let's, and, and, and let's go to John chapter 5. John chapter 5, 19 through 20. Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own, on his own, of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever he does, the Son, that the Son does likewise. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself is doing, and greater works than these will he show him that you may all marvel. Notice. Notice that connection between Jesus and the Father. And, and that's uh, important. They cooperate together. And they cooperate together. Um, we don't have time to look up the, all the verses, but through prayer. In prayer, Jesus is listening to the voice of his Father. Um, and, and, know, and as a result, he works, he does what the Father wants him to do in everything that he did. And then... Jesus then prays for us. He intercedes for us. What does it mean when we say that Jesus intercedes for us? What are we, what are we, what are we saying there? Let's, that's the question. You think about that for a moment. Let's look up a verse or two. Uh, Hebrews 7. Um, this is coming, is this next week's reading? It might be next week's reading. Or coming up soon, I think. Because we're in Hebrews in our readings. We've been going through them. Uh, Hebrews 7, verse 25. Cons uh, consequently, he is able for all time to save those who draw near to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. If you want an example of, of what Jesus' intercession looks like, John chapter 17. We're not going to read the whole thing. It's a long, but that is called sometimes, sometimes called Jesus' high priestly prayer. Right? Here's a, just an example. Um, I do not pray for these only, but also for those who believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, even as you are in me and I am in thee that they may be one in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me, right? Jesus prays for us, right? Um, think of Romans chapter 8, that, that verse you know well, what can separate us from the love of Christ? What does it say? That Christ is who is risen, who more than that, who died, more than that is risen and lives to intercede for us. 
So that's what Jesus is doing. He's praying to God for us. Why is that important? According to the scriptures we've read and maybe you know. Why is it important that Jesus is... Right? If God is for us, who can be against us? Right? Um, when Jesus prays, does he, does his, do his prayers always get results? <laughs> you better believe it, right? Um, I mean, he, that's, so that's important. If, if Jesus is, is the one praying for you, you're going to see results, right? Um, that's important. That's, so that's Jesus' work of praying for us, right? He, he works in prayer. Everything Jesus did while he was on earth is, is through prayer. He, through prayer, Jesus cooperates with the Father and knows what the Father was doing on, while he was on earth. But now that he's risen and ascended, he prays for us. Great. Let's go back to Luke for a second. Chapter 11. So we've talked about how we're, how we're friends of the king, and we've talked about the praying of Jesus for us. Now let's look at the gift of prayer. Luke 11. He was in a certain place. Number one. Luke 11, verse 1. He was in a certain place. And when he ceased, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. And he said to them, Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, Lend me, ten lo- uh, let me, let, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, Do not bother me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his uh, importunity, He will rise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Isn't that a great passage about prayer? Not only does he give us, this is the passage in Luke's gospel, we have a similar one in Matthew, where he gives us the Lord's Prayer. He also tells us about what a gift prayer is, right? Um, it's a gift by Jesus, um, and, it's, and, it's, and it's his prayer. Um, and and the, what... What do we get from God 
<laughs> specifically think of um, the last verse there. Um, what do we get from God when we pray? There's two possible answers. Both are right. The Holy Spirit's the one. And gifts, right? <laughs> we get gifts from God when we pray. Prayer is a gift, right? You get the Holy Spirit. You get gifts from God. That's important. Um, uh, the, the gift of the Holy Spirit through prayer to prompt us, to direct us, to lead us and guide us. Uh, that's important. Comfort. Knowing that you heard, absolutely. Comfort. Um, absolutely. Um, and it's sometimes good to get things off your chest, isn't it? <laughs> that's why we have therapists. Um, <laughs> um, let's, um, well, we don't need to. And, and, um, and when we pray, we know that Jesus is with us, right? Matthew, oh, that's, that's not the verse I'm thinking of. Let's go to Matthew 18. Matthew 18, 18 to 20. Oh, yes, yes, okay. Truly, I, this is talking about uh, pastors uh, and the congregation and church discipline, that kind of thing. Truly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two, if two of you agree on earth about anything, they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Right? So when we pray together and we ask God for something in his will, God will do it. That's what he's promised. When we gather together to pray, Jesus, and we pray in Jesus' name, He's He's with us. He's he, He's present with us. Uh, Matthew twenty-eight, right? I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. If, if we agree in what we ask, we can be sure that God, our Father, has heard our prayers and will act. Um, and there, so we we need to support each other by our by our praying together for our common concerns, and that's that's part of why we have the, the, the prayer list in our bulletin. That's why we have a general prayer um, where we pray for the concerns of the congregation. We also, um, we, we pray for, we, pray, we, we typically pray for two groups of people. First, we first pray for ourselves, and then we pray for other people's, others. That's right. First, ourselves. Let's look at Mark chapter 10. We first pray for ourselves. Mark chapter 10. We'll start at verse 46. And they came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. 
And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Right? We talked about have mercy. Remember? It's in Greek, eleison, have mercy on me. Right? Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and and, and said, call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, rise, he is calling you. And throwing off his mantle, he spread up, he, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Master, let me receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him on the way. In the Gospels, people use their faith in Jesus to pray for him, to ask him for help, right? This goes back to our very first lesson. What is Christian spirituality? What's the breadth of it? Uh, We are beggars. We receive from Jesus. We receive from God, right? And that happens through prayer. Isn't that what we do? We, we, uh, We often say those words. Sometimes our general prayer is just, Lord, have mercy, right? The answer to every prayer is, Lord, have mercy. Lord, we want you to act. We want, right? So we pray for ourselves that way too. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. That's a prayer, right? And Jesus grants their requests and he commends their faith. Their faith was that they expected, they knew that Jesus had the power and the ability and the desire to do something for them, to help them in their need. And so they prayed to him, expecting Jesus to have the answer. And so when we also can pray and expect that God will hear our prayers. We can also pray for others. Matthew 15 Matthew 15, 21 to 28. You can pray for others. Oh, yes, okay. And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and cried, Have mercy on me, O Lord, O son of David. My daughter is severely possessed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came up and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not fair to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's tables. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. So in this case, we have someone coming to Jesus and saying, literally in Greek, Kurie eleison, Lord, have mercy on me. And she's not praying for herself this time. She's praying for her daughter. And then Jesus, (laughs) then it says, uh, he did not answer her a word. That's how often we think about prayer, right? We ask Jesus and he, nothing happened. But as we saw in the other passage, ask and it will be open, seek and you will find, right? Here, she kept persistently asking 
and she got what she what uh, she got what the outcome Pr- through prayer we can bring others to Jesus we can bring their needs to Jesus we can use our faith in him <laughs> And our access that we have, that priestly access that we have with God, we can use that on behalf of others, not just ourselves. So I, I think those are, those are two important uh, ideas. Um, we also, we pray to the Father in Jesus' name. Go to John chapter 16. Sorry, we're just hopping around the Gospels here. John 16 tells us 22, John 16, verse 22. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. In that day you will will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, If you ask anything of the Father, he will give it to you in my name. So far, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. So here's the command to pray to God, to ask God the Father for things in Jesus' name. Now, we know what that phrase is. in the name of Jesus means uh, we when we we use a similar expression. What do we mean when we say "stop in the name of the law"? We mean something like the law. It, it, we're talking about the authority, right? The, the the law has the authority to command you to stop where you're standing still, right? That's the same with prayer. When we pray in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, we're praying to God through Jesus, by his authority. Only he, he's the one who's uh, covered us with our, covered our sin. He's the one who's forgiven us. It's by, it's by and through and in him that we get access to God through prayer. So we pray in Jesus' name, noting that, all of that, that who he is, what he's done, has given us that access to God in prayer. It's kind of like we approach the Father in the shoes of Jesus, right? Um, and since we are in Jesus, we get to be included uh, uh, in his prayers, Um and since Jesus is in us, our prayers are received by God as if they were from Jesus. That's what it means to pray in Jesus' name. And, and, and of course, we have to, if you turn back to John 15, just a page before, um, um, it doesn't. No, sorry. First John. Not I didn't see the one there. First John. First John five. Okay. 
Yes, okay, this is what I want. Um, 1 John 5, 13. I write this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. And this is the confidence which we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Somebody might say, well, pastor, I have prayed for that new Lamborghini. And the Bible says, ask and you will seek, knock and you will find. And it talks about the persistence of prayer. And I have prayed for 25 years for this new Lamborghini and I have never got it. <laughs> right? You ha- it's not just ask anything you want and God's going to give it to you. It's not the divine slot machine. You put in enough prayer tokens and you get a, a goodie, right? That's not how it works. You have to pray according to his will. I think that's very important to see. Um, see, we talked about Bible reading and, med- and meditation. Through Bible reading, through intake, through thinking and praying and meditating on Scripture, we start to learn what God's will is, right? We see what God wants, what He doesn't want. And we know that God doesn't necessarily care if you have a new Lamborghini, right? But if you pray, Lord, I need food to, to like live, <laughs> well, that's a different that's a different story. But you don't need a new Lamborghini. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Um, that's right. Well, he is our father, right? <laughs> um, and, and sometimes we are spoiled brat children. I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. Right, throw temper tantrums. Um, and God, you know, the more I, I, I <laughs> when you watch your kids grow and you see their reactions, you real, especially when they throw temper tantrums, you realize for a brief second that those, those thoughts and emotions haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> we still want to throw temper tantrums. We just have learned to suppress it and to keep it down and to, and to bottle it up and to find other ways of controlling those emotions. But the desire to, no, I want to, I want to, that's, that's, that's in all of us. I really think that. <laughs> um, and and um, what time is it? How much time do we have? Pardon? Perfect. Um, I'm going to, you know what? We only made it through like half of this material. So... <laughs> So we're going to just finish this up, and I have a place to begin for next time. Uh, Romans 8. We're going to look at, but in here, I want you to see that when we pray, we pray pray not only uh, in the name of Jesus, we pray in the name of Jesus, we pray according to God, God's revealed will, and we pray by the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, John 8, 12. Romans, sorry, Romans 8, 12. So then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. 
For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of sonship when we cry, Abba, Father. If it is the spirit himself who bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if we are children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided that we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. That's so those those um, and then 26. Uh, Likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the spirit himself intercedes with us with sighs too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Isn't that comforting? Uh, You can pray, Lord, I, I don't know what to pray for in this situation. And the Holy Spirit prays for you and with you and and the Holy, I, those verses are, are very comforting, especially when we don't know how to pray or for what. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us and prays with sighs and tears and groans. I'm going to finish up this study here because I don't see my beautiful wife and she's playing, so we're going to go a little bit over until I see her. <laughs> Ten ways of praying. Here's just a practical little list. We're at time. That's okay. Uh, you can stop the recording, and uh, we'll, I'll just keep talking to the people here. If you're on the recording, I, uh, I'm, I'm too bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> ten ways to pray. You can write a prayer list, right? We have those. They're in our bulletin. Prayer lists. You can circle a name. Uh, you can uh, you can you and and you can make a. a a prayer list. We have a prayer list of our people in our congregation who need help. You can make a list. You've been listening to The Church Door. Thanks again for tuning in. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, you can reach me, Pastor Matthew Fenn, at RevFenn, R-E-V-F-E-N-N, at iCloud.com. Look forward to having you with us again next time.